Welcome to Dear Legal Ops, the podcast tackling tough topics impacting today's evolving legal operations profession anonymously. This podcast is made for and by the Legal Ops community. We will hear trailblazing tales and lessons learned from seasoned professionals, change makers, and community champions. Join us as we go on a journey of delightful insights and enthusiastic ideas that will inspire you to find your inner brilliance personally and professionally. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Dear Legal Ops. I'm your co-host, Tom Stevenson. On this special Thanksgiving episode, we're coming together under the warm glow of gratitude with our plates filled with the in-house dishes and drinks. We're not just breaking bread. Oh, y'all, today we're celebrating the bonds and partnerships that truly remind us why it's important to fill up your cup for those that bring a special kind of joy and passion to our lives. And speaking of being thankful, it's TNT's first Thanksgiving-themed show. And speaking personally, y'all, you, you know this, I'm a softie who melts like butter lined in mama's sweet potato casserole. As we reflect on the relationships we've cultivated, the give and the take, the support, the shared victories, and all the growth that comes from true collaboration that Tommy and I have really tried to prop up in season two together, I'm honestly thankful now more than ever for Tommy and what she brings to the house of DLO. If these connections that weave the fabric at the intersection between this personal and professional continue to grow, it's one that we're going to continue to openly talk about as we think it really fosters true dynamics and a better ecosystem for all. Joining us in the Dear Legal Ops Thanksgiving table today is Jessica Nguyen, Chief Legal Officer at Lexion. Jessica's visionary and true passion for the world of legal ops, even though she's currently the Chief Legal Officer, continues to shine as she celebrates and sings the successes about crafting strong alliances. Her journey, it's truly a masterclass in building relationships that aren't just present, but profoundly thriving, as she mentioned her company and what she does with Krista. And y'all, Jessica opened it up and shared the dynamics of that relationship, trust, and collaboration that she has with her head of legal ops. So as we unpack our letter from Roseanne's daughter, we'll ask for another heaping, helping, and a dish on how to nurture a bond with the chief legal officer that's quite as fulfilling and robust as the Thanksgiving spread. It's all about being heard, contributing to the advancement and growing skill sets, and ensuring that each voice finds its place in the harmony of our endeavors, personally and professionally. As we savor the flavors of today's conversation, oh yes, Henny, let's remember to give thanks for the seasons that not only enrich our dishes, but also our lives. These are the relationships that propel us forward, challenge us to be better, and remind us that success is sweeter when shared. So y'all, I know that tryptophan is on the horizon. So put on those post-turkey stretchy pants and pull back that recliner lever oh, and bring the dog a little closer. As we dive into our letter with Jessica, where we bridge the gap between the voices behind the letters and this vibrant community surrounding us. But first, grab that glass and get comfy as we dig deeper into Dear Legal Ops. 
Our letter today comes from Becky Connor in Lanford, Illinois. She writes, Dear Legal Ops, Each Thanksgiving, as I step into the loud and unpredictable world of the Connor household, I sometimes feel like the quieter voice, struggling to be heard amidst our colorful ensemble. This sentiment of feeling overlooked resonates in my professional life too. In those pivotal moments at work, I deeply wish for a CLO who not only hears, but truly understands and values the perspectives and innovations I bring as part of the legal ops team. Just as every Connor adds their own flair to our family dynamics, I too aspire to be more than a background note. I want to be a co-author of our legal narrative, building trust and forging a true partnership with our chief legal officer. But how? How can I strengthen these ties, ensuring that in both family and professional settings, our relationships are not just present, but truly thriving? Ah, Tommy. First of all, it's a Thanksgiving episode. We have a Roseanne-themed letter, which bestow my little Dayton, Ohio, Southwestern heart here. And as I'm looking at the DLO studio here, we have the lovely Jessica from Lexion here with us today. I don't get called lovely very often, so I will take all the compliments, Tom. I doubt that. I doubt that as well, too. (laughs) Well, y'all, it's our Thanksgiving episode. So before we dive into this little fun... Uh, Roseanne episode with Becky Connor and dive into the, the the special on ABC that most of us aren't actually watching on Thanksgiving. What are y'all up to for for the special holiday, uh, Tommy? What's what's on your what's on your plate and your agenda for Thanksgiving? The agenda is one that will only be appreciated by children everywhere. I am going away to an indoor water park. We are taking our son to an indoor water park for. The holiday. Your face is very confused, Tom. For is those it who the can't... Great Wolf Lodge, Tommy? How did you know? Amazing. I have done the exact same parental duties in my life. That is, first of all, it's amazing. <laughs> Second of all, yes, that is what we're doing. And it will either be the greatest decision to do for a holiday or a terrible one, but I suspect maybe all the families that are there doing it are all sort of doing it together. So it'll be like this enclosed experience and it will be really super fun. Indoor water parks, which is good because if you're on the East Coast right now, it's really kind of cold and nobody's in a pool. So, hey, I'll take a water slide and a pool. And and that is what we will be doing. Jessica, what about you? What are you doing for the holiday? We are still deciding. We're probably going to go to Chelan, our family vacation home in Washington. And it's not that far, but it doesn't have all of our junk, meaning it's Mm. not as cluttered. And not seeing that I have to fold and put away 12 loads of laundry is relaxing to me. And I don't see that in Chelan. Yeah, I'm a soccer mom of two kids. I have, and they're, they're school clothes or sporting activities. I have endless loads of laundry. Yeah. How old are the kiddos? 11 and 8. Okay. Mine's 6. So we're close in age on that one. Can't wait for my trunk to be filled with soccer equipment, which I'm sure is next. (laughs) Um, And and Tom, regale us in the stories of all the sports that you'll be engaged in. (laughs) 
I was going to say, I'm definitely subscribing to the single, lonely, no children by choice, you know, Thanksgiving. And so loads of laundry and soccer and all of that is not on the agenda. But yeah, I generally go home to Ohio. However, my grandparents have gotten older. We put them in a nursing home. And so instead of going with my aunt and uncle to Ohio, I'm actually going to go see them in St. Louis. And my uncle and I are huge college sports in general, from college football to college basketball. So we nerd out over the Ohio State Michigan game. I obviously choose the right side of the household with Ohio State. Fortunately, he does not. (laughs) And so I'm hoping that we will have a sign stealing free game this year and beat Michigan. So really Whatever excited for that. that. All means. I know you're sure. like sports, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I'm like children, soccer nets, slides, <laughs> things that we tune out for 200, right? <laughs> exactly. Anything collegiate sports-based has just always been a core DNA of who I am. Like, right, no matter what my personality is, no matter where I live, it's very difficult in San Francisco to try and go to a a bar at nine in the morning here, Pacific time, right? Because it's noon Eastern for for a kickoff (laughs) game at Ohio State. And I'm looking around, I'm like, this is not the environment for my Hmm. college football town, right? (laughs) But you make it work. But speaking of making it work... (gasps) What a segue. He's a professional. I love how this goes. So as our lovely writer, Miss Becky Connor from Lanford, Illinois, comes to back, back, back home to see Roseanne and the family, just one thing I think we see often is this apprehension where how does legal ops and GC kind of work together And in every enterprise, it's a little bit different. Sometimes that coming home to your GC or CLO and whatever respect you want to have that be, it is with open arms, right? It's easy. It's free. There's no questions asked, right? You can drop on home anytime. The door is always open. It's not always the case though. And so, especially with Becky, what's your perspective on the dynamics between a general counsel or chief legal officer and legal ops? Yeah, that's a great question. Well... (sighs) First of all, I think you need a GC that actually understands the value of legal ops. I think that is the number one challenge. It's no different, you know, actually from a general counselor perspective, me and my peers in our community, we are always struggling to figure out how does a general counsel be valued and supported by the C-suite and the board? I think lawyers struggle with that as well. And we are siloed in the legal lane and not viewed as strategic partners and often just viewed as tactical partners to the rest of the seat suite. And I think there's a lot of parallels there between a GC struggling to get that value and support and oftentimes a lot of legal operations professionals trying to get that value and support from GCs because I have so much empathy for that. I have lived that firsthand and advocated hard for my team and for myself to make sure the legal department as a whole and the general counsel function is supported and valued. So I have a lot of empathy to make sure that the legal operations functions is equally as supported and valued. And I educate execs about the value of legal operations and the need for it. My favorite thing that someone can do, which is advocate for me when I'm not in the room. And that's one of the, not to probably jump ahead, I would presume to where we'll end up. But one of the qualities that I look for when I am vetting a GC or a CLO is that they're going to be a partner to me as a legal ops person, that they're going to advocate for me, that they know my values so that they can speak to it when I'm not in the room. This is the person that's going to advocate for my promotions. This is the person that's going to advocate to 
put projects in front of me or stretch goals, et cetera. And so I do think that you're right that that partnership really does parallel the one that the GC has with the C-suite. And so having that empathy and having that deep ability to go, this is what I want done for me. I'm going to do it for someone else rather than this is what I want done for me and it's not being done. So I'm not going to do it. Like turning that on its head. That's, I don't want to say rare, but that is certainly desired and the best place you can be in as that sort of GC legal ops partnership. Absolutely. And I also have extraordinary amounts of empathy for the challenges of not just being an attorney or legal function, but also being a woman and a woman of color, which also adds additional challenges of earning and gaining influence in a leadership function. Well, it goes back to that advocacy and the people who are going to sponsor you and champion you and Right. Like I'm a leader uh, of an LGBTQ ERG, right? And so a lot of the talking and a lot of the advocacy that I'm doing is for seeing that there are people that are like me in roles of leadership, right? And so there's that sensitivity too of ensuring that you're advocating for people, especially women. (laughs) You're advocating for other women, you're lifting them up, you're doing what you can do to see them elevated. And sometimes more of that sensitivity comes from someone who feels like they share that appreciation as well. I love this dynamic even right here, right? This is truly in real time, the dynamic Right, Tom's of, like, I could step out. <laughs> right? No, no, but think about what y'all just talked about, right? It's the, Tommy, I do the ERG, right? I've done these leadership things. I'm currently doing it right now in my role as legal ops. Jess, hey, this is what I've done as CLO, right? These are the things that I stand for. These are some of the platforms that I use and some of the voices that I have, right? Whether it's, I've seen you on the Asian Bar Association, right? Like talking about the women in GCs and techs and all those little acronyms and groups that there are out there. So... If I'm seeing and our listeners are in real time seeing this dynamic between GC and legal ops, y'all are talking in these separate corners, right? How do you unify these goals and set them to get aligned, right? Because I think goal alignment is pivotal in any organization. And so when you understand that, yeah, yes, we're both propping up the legal ops value and we're propping up the GC CLO value, we don't have to scratch past that in the episode anymore. Where do you unify and get on the same track together? I've had a lot of managers in the legal function hold their cards close and not give me a lot of context and just say, Jessica, go out and research X. And that's it. And not give me a lot of color of why I'm researching this. And my work product would be okay, but it could have been a lot better and great if they just given me full color and context. You know, I've been a junior associate. I've been the only lawyer for or attorney for a company, which which that meant I was both the paralegal and the head of legal. I was sending the faxes and negotiating the deal with the large enterprise. When you're the only resource, you're doing all the hats. This episode is made possible by our sponsor, Legal.io. Legal.io is the fastest growing community and marketplace for legal talent. Legal.io connects legal professionals to resources and opportunities at the world's leading in-house departments and firms. Legal.io is the launchpad for legal careers, matching legal ops professionals, attorneys, paralegals, and so many other legal professionals at some of the world's most exciting companies with a level of precision that only a data-driven, vertical-specific marketplace can provide. Supported by significant investors like Tiger Global, 
Legal.io is redefining the legal workspace. If you want to learn about the enterprise marketplace solution for legal talent, access salary surveys with compensation data as unique as you, and join their vibrant in-house legal community, visit www.legal.io. That's L-E-G-A-L .io. Legal.io, your gateway to a global legal talent marketplace designed with the legal operations community in mind. We could talk about startup land, how the three of us are the only resources for, I'm sorry, what <laughs> needs to be done at this company. Oh, that's right. We do have that all in common. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. an all hands on deck. Like you're, uh-huh. n- do not bring your ego to places like this, right? I'm a roll my sleeves up kind of lady. I think you both know that. I've done a lot of startups and I've also done the Microsofts of the world. But what I also want to make sure is for alignment is making sure the top level is not out of touch with the realities of the ground. So to make sure there's great goal alignment is your general counsel should be sharing all the color, the why, the strategic business initiatives, etc. And what I hope for, and for my head of legal operations, who you both know... We certainly do. Shout out to Krista. We shout her out too many times, Tom. It's about time we had her on. We're often shouting her out. Oh, I see how this goes. Production note. (laughs) Yeah, right. I love Krista because she keeps me informed and grounded and she knows all my crazy and accepts me. I have a couple crazy, quirky traits. We all oh, I thought you were done quirks. after. I have a couple crazy, period. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all have some quirk. <laughs> we all have some quirk. And so we coming together and in where I always, I give her full context of what's happening, what's top of mind for the CEO, what's top of mind for the board, and what are our short-term, medium, and long-term goals. And similarly, I ask her to tell me, what are the pain points? And what are the things you're hearing on the ground that maybe some folks are not comfortable sharing with me? She has this magical ability for everyone to just tell her their, their dirty secrets. She's very disarming. So when you are a disarming person, people will feel comfy around you and trust you. And provided that you don't do anything that will dissolve that trust, which I'm sure she does not, people will know that if you'll turn it into something actionable that takes away the problems rather than further contributes, yeah. That's a great person to have on your side. She's on the side of everybody, though. The people even sharing their concerns with her as well. She doesn't share who's sharing it. She's just saying, here's what I'm hearing and here's how we can do things better. So she doesn't burn their trust, but she's helping me and she's helping the legal team and she's helping the company. And I appreciate that so much. And I think when we look at the actual alignment and trying to get these goals together, it is. It's about having that establishment of trust, being able to, you know, I'm sure when Becky trumpses back to Lanford, right? She's probably coming (laughs) back from the big city of Chicago, you know, and it's like, I wouldn't say disheartening per se, right? But when daddy lands in Dayton, Ohio to go back home, I know I'm in a totally different bubble in a world that I'm used to, right? Or that doesn't necessarily look as familiar as it did before. And talking about that partnership that you and Krista have, it's about 
having her be able to be boots on the ground and this chief of staff operations lead and getting back to you so the conversations can shift to here's the TLDR to then you as CLO or a GC driving the next conversation, which is like, okay, of these downloads, which tasks are going to further our initiative, right? To alignment with the company, high value or low value, right? How is legal ultimately supporting the company? And so I'd love to hear both Tommy and just your perspective on having this partnership, Tommy, from the legal ops perspective and just from the CLOGC perspective of what does partnership beyond legal look like? I think the partnership is really, there's no magic there. It's what you would expect in any strong, authentic relationship. There has to be mutual respect. There has to be mutual trust. There has to be a bit of a give and take openness and a wanting to sort of further elevate each other, right? Because the legal ops professional, particularly when they start getting past the foundational stuff and they start getting into that more strategic part of the role, they can start to really elevate the GC or the the CLO. Because to your point, they can be the person who has built all of the relationships all around legal and beyond. They're building all the relationships in the business. They're hearing things. They're hearing things that perhaps the executive does not have the time to hear, is not in the rooms to hear. So someone who is then feeding that information back, who is being trusted with feeding it, like, is the information I'm getting good? Should I action on this information? And it's a respect. It's a, I trust what you're saying. I am going to action on it, right? Like, I hear what you're saying. I hear that we need more resources or we need X technology or like, I hear you. I hear what the needs are of the team of legal and beyond in order to continue to elevate this business. So I having the board as my partners, having the C-suite as my partners, it's now my role to translate and to elevate these questions, concerns, comments to get some action on it. So I think all of it starts with the foundational way that any relationship starts with trust and respect and wanting to ensure that each other has each other's backs. Tom, you are raising your hand. Go. I did. And I don't think I've ever raised my hand in an episode that no. we have recorded <laughs> so together I, in the studio I knew here. this was a big deal and I should It be is a quiet. big deal because it clicked to me when I was listening to that, right? It's like, okay, so we're hearing the perspective of legal ops, right? Like legal ops and their partnerships and what a cool story. We're actually about to have a moment on the podcast episode where Mama is about to impart her wisdom the first time we've ever had a GC or CLO on a DLO episode, right? And it's something that Tommy and I have really been in the background talking about is adding these. And you hear it in our intro and outro all the time, right? We're always talking about adding these fresh perspectives, right? In the landscape of in-house. And so, mama from Seattle, this is your moment, (laughs) right? You heard exactly why this is important for the legal ops side. Like, what's the perspective? What is the perspective of GC of partnering beyond legal with legal ops? My perspective is I'm here to support you and make you successful. And I do that by saying there's a large pile of turd and problems that we have to fix each day. (laughs) (laughs) That's our job in legal, right? We're we're given a lot of problems and challenges and how do we make it better? How do we fix them? And so my job is to help you prioritize and get the support that you need to go execute. So a lot of the work that I've done with Krista is 
she's better than me at getting information on the ground, translating that to actionable projects, and then creating the specs and the plans where I give her support and we complement each other is I coach her on how to frame the why of the project to get the buy-in from sales, to get the buy-in from marketing or finance or the CEO. Storytelling, my favorite topic. How do you tell a story? You have to tell a story in a way that lands with whoever's receiving the information. So one of the examples we, we talked about in our prep call, Tom, was when I had to roll out GDPR compliance. Everyone hated it, engineering, sales, but... I got buy-in by framing why it matters. And so an example would be, I got sales at Payscale pumped about GDPR compliance. Well, I can tell you, not a single person in the world is actually titillating and excited about f***ing one. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But the reframe that you put on it and the partnership with sales is we're doing this because we're going to go to market, showing that we're doing privacy by design, blah, 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 right? Like I bet that it was, this isn't just we're doing something for a compliance reason. When you turn it on its head and you make it something that is a sales pitch, that is how you get people to buy in. Yep, absolutely. Folks, if you can't see me, I am touching my nose. I've done this legal ops thing. (laughs) No, this is not your first legal ops radio. I literally framed it as this is a competitive differentiator and we are going to improve our win rates. I did the analysis of all of the direct competitors on their privacy posturing and it was garbage. So I'm like, let's use this as a competitive differentiation and let's use this to improve our win rates. And that got sales attention. Yeah. And I love, Tom, that you that you just saw the perspective of a legal ops professional and what they're looking for in a partner. You just heard from the GC CLO perspective, like what are they looking for in a partner? The way that these two complement each other, the way that we can take these relationships and leverage them so that the entire legal team at the core center has this really strong center And that will propel the entire team when you have these two people that are aligned, that are carrying out strategies, that are really working in the symbiotic way to ensure that they are carrying out these strategies. And that's what I sort of love about the legal ops and the GC or the legal ops and the CLO perspective is when you get that relationship right and when there's alignment, you really can go to the moon. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And this journey between personal and professional, it's bumpy, but then sometimes you find that cruise control, right? You're landing back into your hometown and it becomes this oasis that you're like, oh yeah, I I do remember the one stoplight town and where McDonald's was, right? And all of my favorite (laughs) Southern Ohio Speedway references, right? With my Mountain Dew and my Hot Doritos and some Sour Patch Kids. I hope that's not your Thanksgiving meal. uh, No, no, no. We go to KFC the next day, please. We fancy it up up in here. Yes. Oh, gosh, so good. I mean, ultimately, when I look back at the various roles that I've had and then fast forward to the role that I'm in today, there's always this blend together of hey, how can the partnerships that I am building ultimately add value by creating this collaborative and trusting environment? And in doing so, making sure that I really give thanks to having that relationship as well. 
one of my favorite things I like to always talk about is you don't just purchase the car, right? You can't just purchase the car and expect it to drive off the lot. And all of a sudden, unless you have a Tesla now, right? You may not need an oil change, right? But at some point, the tires still need rotated, right? Or sometimes you need to plug your car in and go get it charged. And I think there's a lot of the advice we want to give on this show is really just about making sure that you find that inspiration you celebrate the challenges and triumphs together and forge that relationship between the CLO and GC and legal ops. And in doing so, you'll ultimately be able to weather the storm, even if it's been a while since you've come back to your hometown and it feels a little awkward and a little unfamiliar. There's that open door policy between legal ops and between the GC and CLO. And when you find that, and I promise we'd only make one, but... It's that chef's kiss for Thanksgiving, right? (laughs) So Jessica, we're getting the red light from the production team here. It's truly, this has just been like an incredible chat. And I loved watching this dynamic between GC and CLO and legal ops together right in front of us in the studio. So talk to me about what you're thankful for the most when you sit down at your own professional table this Thanksgiving. Let our listeners as well as... Becky, as she begrudgingly heads back to Lanford to see the Category 5 Hurricane Roseanne, how are you striking the balance at the Thanksgiving table between letting each crayon in the coloring box shine brightly while making sure each hue blends together at the table? Wow, that was a lot of analogies. Tom, you have a gift. Sometimes I can't keep track of them. So he, lo- <laughs> he loses me sometimes. I'm like, wait... Hold on, what what just happened? <laughs> he even threw in a Helen Hunt Twister reference. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. I am so grateful that I have colleagues, a company, and a legal ops partner in Krista that accepts my whole self. Turns out I am not perfect in many dimensions. I have a lot of quirks. And Krista's been working with me for almost seven years. She did She did nice. break up with me for a little bit. She, she dabbled her toe in the world of Amazon Web Services and then came back. But I'm really grateful for that. And in turn, I support my colleagues and Krista to come to work as their whole selves as well. And so when they're not feeling confident or they have fears... One of the things I love to coach Krista is, you know, she actually used to be very terrified of public speaking, networking, Mm. doing all those type of things, negotiating one-on-one with an attorney because she doesn't have a law degree, and just to see her flourish and grow and push her to challenge herself. And also making sure she understands that her neurodiversity is not a weakness, it's a power. But it makes you, your neurodiversity makes you good in so many different ways. And we talk about those strengths and then how we fuel, give her the kind of projects that her neurodiversity is a superpower of that I don't have. So I love it. That's what I'm really appreciative of TNT team is that Laxion and my team has really embraced the whole bring your authentic self to work. A lot of people say that, but don't really live that. I think we all see that you live it. And I saw Krista speaking last year at CGI. Her panel on neurodiversity was one of the best that I saw. And I expressed that to her. 
it was great. And it is very apparent, I think, to those that are sitting on the sidelines watching Lexan as a company, watching it grow, and then watching the people that are inside of it grow, that you all are advocating and walking the walk and talking the talk of bringing your authentic selves because we see it. Like you see that it really seems like now having a little bit of perspective of who you are outside of just LinkedIn, it seems like you are all really bringing your authentic selves. And that's another one of my favorite topics. So we will get to that. But Jessica, this has been such a pleasure. I am so honored that we got to know you a little bit better. I love and I think a lot of legal ops professionals out there and and I hope GCs and CLOs as well are going to learn a bit about the dynamics of this relationship, how fulsome it can be and how important it is, the legal ops and GCCLO perspective and relationship. I'm so thrilled that you were able to do this with us today. Thank you so much. Will you tell our DLO listeners how they can get in touch with you? Yes. The best way to get in touch with me is to connect with me on LinkedIn. That is the social platform that I use the most. All right. Cheers. We will do just that. All right. Well, on behalf of Tommy and I, thank you for spending your Thanksgiving with us and we'll see you soon. Tom, that was a fantastic episode with Jessica. It was. I would say this, you know, we generally always try and do a little bit of a a scripted outro, but since it's our first episode, I actually want to ask you a question, which is, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? We're doing a gratitude theme here, and I have a lot to be thankful for. I usually try to keep it super simple, which is health, family, strong relationships, right? There's a lot more, but those are probably the most important elements. And health is definitely first. If you don't have your health, you don't have much, right? It's really hard to do anything else. It's hard to be there for your family, be there for your friends if you're not feeling healthy. So I'm really grateful for all the fundamentals, but also, Tom, I am really grateful for you. I didn't know what to expect when we started on this journey. And I knew I would be pleasantly surprised. I knew, of course, we were going to have a great time, but really seeing how not only in the friendship has flourished, but how we complement each other in how we are just partners that have that connection and we know how to pick up when the others go, go, going and start changing the the assignee on the click up to the other one because someone's really busy. And I think we just really, we're getting to a really intuitive place with all this. And I'm really proud to see where we're taking DLO. And I'm so happy for this partnership with you. And I'm really grateful for it. Oh, look at that. A little melted heart, sweet potato casserole up in here, right? you know? Tom, this holiday season, tell me, what are you thankful for? Oh, you caught me off guard here. Uh, <laughs> ultimately, I'm really thankful for moving the ball forward in our college football theme Thanksgiving. Go Ohio here State here. I, I mean, I couldn't not do it, right? At here least we one go. more time. Yeah, it's moving the ball forward, making sure that I'm really trying to be more attuned. And, and we've had a lot of conversations offline about this, of just what fills up my plate and making yes. sure that I am intentional. Something that someone at one of my colleagues at Legal.io has this 
incredible saying that is often used when he's really trying to make sure that as a company, we're, we're really staying true to the beat of what we're trying to accomplish here. And when I think about ultimately what fills my own cup, I try and look at it now from the lens of more people die by ingestion than starvation. Mm. So for me, it's, I'm really thankful this year, particularly where it's all coming together. But as it all comes together, you have more options, right? You feel as though you're more empowered to make more decisions, to, to say yes to more of the things that aren't necessarily filling up your cup. And this is one that has not only filled up my cup, but has given me an opportunity to challenge myself, to work on new skill sets, to be able to find my own voice And in doing that, it's allowed me to see a difference in the world and what makes me happy. And so while I'm grateful now more than ever for just our own friendship and where we are taking this podcast, I think to resonate with my own true self, North Star, I'm really excited for what this next year comes for me personally as an individual and continuing to build each block to nurture myself wholly and to nurture myself in the right way. I don't think there's anyone out there who can't relate. And I think that I am just to cap on the the end of the episode that we had with Jessica, the themes of partnership, the themes of relationships and the themes of trust and respect and gratitude. Not only am I grateful to her for coming on and for sharing her wisdom with us, but to you for this, but also to everyone who has been supporting us. We have some really wonderful, enthusiastic, dynamic listeners out there in the house of DLO. That mailbox is getting full. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we can't even open the door without the mail falling over. (laughs) And we're getting a lot of support. And I couldn't be more happy and proud and grateful to everyone who's tuning in and listening and supporting us and championing us and sharing our posts and liking Dear Legal Ops. So... Most of all, I'm really grateful to all the listeners. Thank you for being on this journey with us and we will see you next time. Yes, from the House of DLO, Season 2 Thanksgiving, Tommy and I, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. For more Dear Legal Ops content, make sure to follow us on all social media using the handle at Dear Legal Ops. Have a tough Legal Ops topic you want us to tackle? Submit a letter and share your stories with us at dearlegalops.com slash submit for a chance to be featured on the show. Like what you hear? Go ahead and leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. As always, I'm your host, Tom Stevenson, adding a splash of color to the lively landscape that is legal operations. And I'm Tommy Tavares Pereira, your voice of reason amidst the whirlwind of change, keeping it real and relatable. Dear Legal Ops is produced by Red Rock Music. Until next time.